Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie. Weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Hello? Hello, this is uh, Scott Stapp. Is this Mistress Carrie? It is. What's going on, Mr. Stapp? Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, just got up an hour ago here uh, in Salisbury, Massachusetts uh, for the show tonight. Yeah, you're at the Blue Ocean Music Hall tonight, and then next Friday you are at the Wilbur here in Boston. Yeah, man. We can't wait. We can't wait to get there. Salisbury Beach was where I spent a lot of time as a kid. That was the beach we went to. Dude, it, it's gorgeous, man. The, the bus is parked right on the beach. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it, so it's the start of a good day. Well, Scott, let me tell you, I, I, I go back to the beginning days of Creed here at WAF. And so I've been there to watch your entire career. And having you up in the WAF studio playing acoustic and the rooftop pool parties and all the things we've done over the years, we've had some great times. Yes, we have. And it has been very difficult to be here to report on the tough times. And hearing you now, as happy and healthy as you are, it is amazing what you have been through. Well, it's good to be on the other side. Um, And... uh... You know, and I'm 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 thankful, uh, and I'm grateful, and 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 just yeah, man, it was it was crazy. You know, those those dark times and that that dark period was was uh, you know uh, the most difficult times in my life, um, and you know very public. Uh, and it's good to be here now. You know, five years sober on the other side of it, uh, and you know back to to making music and. And back to rebuilding and connecting um, with relationships with you guys and with, you know, radio all over the country and with the fans. And and so, you know, every day I wake up and and I'm just grateful uh, for the day, man. Do you think if you went through all of that today with the greater understanding about addiction and mental illness and depression, do you think that you would have been met with more compassion because you became the butt of a lot of jokes for a long time yeah you know i I think times have changed um i i think that you know the conversation uh about depression and mental health in general um is is you know it's mainstream now uh people are a lot more knowledgeable about it um same with uh addiction and alcoholism uh you know uh, people are more aware more knowledgeable and also we've lost um so many uh, in in the music business uh, to uh, mental health issues, uh, to addiction, overdoses, suicides, uh, and so I think it's really created a greater understanding uh, and compassion, not only with the public, but I think within bands and within the music community. 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, I, as I look back, I, I can definitely say I think that it, it possibly would have been uh, viewed differently and things could have, could have happened differently. Uh, but I tell you, everything happened, uh, I think, now the way it was supposed to because, you know, I, I probably never would have met my wife. I, I wouldn't have my four kids, uh, and, and I wouldn't be here today uh, with this new record uh, that uh, I'm so proud of and so ready to share with the world. So, you know, it's a double, double-edged sword, so to speak. You're not shying away from all of these topics because a lot of this is inspiration for the songs on The Space Between the Shadows, which is your new album. Yeah, most definitely, you know. Um, I definitely dig deep uh, on, on this record um, and, and really get introspective and, and, and share lessons learned, uh, you know, reflect uh, on the past as well as, you know, move my, my, my view forward and a- outward looking in terms of social commentary and, and, and my view on, on the state of, of where we are as human beings. And so it's really a journey uh, from the first song to the last song, uh, which really encompasses, I think, just the human experience. Do you think that with this greater discussion about mental health and, you know, depression, addiction, suicide, do you think that this greater understanding about all of these things is really pushing rock and roll kind of forward into this? I really feel like there's a resurgence in rock and roll. I really feel like the pendulum is swinging back the other way and that rock music is taking its rightful place in the pantheon of music overall. And it seems like a lot of these themes are what is in a lot of the music that's driving it forward. Am I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I I, I think it's been something that's that has been around, you know, uh, since the beginning of rock music. Um, and, and it, and it's been a part of the in- inspiration and the connection. Uh, and, and I think it really is driving, uh, a lot of the content, what artists are, are writing about and how it's connecting with people. Uh, because if the music doesn't connect, uh, with, with the public in terms of of their experiences and, and what they're feeling as well, um, then that, that, you know, it, it, it has no synergy. And so it, 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 I, I think with all of, all of, uh, this happening at once, I, I think it definitely is propelling rock music forward because it's, it's connecting with people where they are. How has your recovery process, which really started in 2014 when music cares reached out to you, right? Yeah. Yeah, but between my wife, Jacqueline, and Music Cares, yeah. How has your professional life changed? And I mean specifically, how is your voice now? How are your professional relationships? And I ask all of that because I'd be crazy not to ask about how you go about trying to mend all the fences with your bandmates in Creed. Well, I tell you, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of how it affects me, uh, in, in my voice and, and my creativity, um, you know, I, I'm singing better now than I ever have, um, you know, uh, a healthy lifestyle and, and not only with being sober, but all around with fitness, um, and, and just what I put into my body, not smoking cigarettes, um, you know, not all those things have definitely had an impact, um, on my voice, 
um, and, and also my creativity and my clarity and my focus. And I think you can really hear it um, on this new record um, and, and in the new songs. Uh, as far as, as, as mending fences, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a two way street. Uh, and I definitely, uh, you know, have taken care of my side of the street and, and, and the other guys have as well. Um, you know, you can't apologize uh, for depression or a mental health issue, but what you can apologize for is things that, that you know, you've done under the influence uh, and things that uh, you can discuss and share things that at the time were misunderstood um, because of the lack of understanding of how depression affects people. Um, and, you know, we've definitely had those conversations and, and uh, they've been positive and, and uh, we're all good and, and all have a, a much deeper understanding of, of everything now, you know, kind of from a, you know, a hundred thousand foot view looking back. Uh, and so things are good and, and, uh, and positive uh, in our relationships uh, with Creed. I ask this question of a lot of bands. Is it harder to maintain a marriage or harder to maintain a band? Um, I think they both take work, and I think they both take uh, understanding. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you really find out um, who truly cares about you and who your true friends are uh, when you go through difficult times uh, because that's when uh, the people that love you the most and, and truly care uh, rally uh, and stick by you. Um, and so I think that's the, that's the same applies to a marriage as it does to a band. Talk to me about how the fans are responding to these live shows now and responding to the new music because obviously a lot of the people that are going out there know you and are fans because of Creed. So talk to me about what it's been like to get back out on the road and play in these shows. Oh, it's been overwhelming. Uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm playing a predominantly, uh, you know, new new record set. Uh, of course, I have, uh, you know, five or six of uh, the, the Creed songs in my set that, that I know my fans uh, expect me to play and that I enjoy playing. Uh, but I tell you, the, the, the fans are, are really digging this new record. I mean, they're, they're singing the songs uh, already. Um, you know, it, it's not like that sense when you play a song that they know uh, and then you play a new song, there's any kind of energy change. Uh, the energy level continues, uh, and, and, and it, there's, there's no drop in that. So the music's connecting, and, and um, the fans that have, that have gotten the record and that are coming to my shows um, are digging the new music and they're excited about it. And that's so fulfilling as an artist, you know, and I'm so grateful for it. I was very surprised when Nashville started to transition from just the epicenter of country music to being this place where so much great rock music is coming from. And now you're living there. So talk to me about what that is like is, is rock invading Nashville? Is that what's happening? I, I think it's been going on for a long time, but, um, you know, the, the public is just now catching up with it. Um, you know, rock and the music community in general in Nashville is, is amazing. Um, you know, it's so welcoming. Uh, the artists there, everybody just wants to get together and write and jam, no matter what genre uh, that, you know, you primarily are a part of. 
Um, and so it's just a real welcoming music community with musicians and artists that just want to get together, no matter what their, their core uh, genre is. It's not uncommon at all, uh, you know, for a rock artist and a, and a country artist to get together and just write songs. Um, and and it's just a, a wonderful community and a great place to raise kids. Because you're in such a, a music town, does that just take away the novelty of Scott Stapp being like the basketball and baseball coach for his son? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, you know... It, What's cool about Nashville and what I love the most about it is, is when, I'm, when I'm home off the road and, and, and I'm in daddy mode doing, doing daddy stuff, uh, I'm just you know, treated like another dad, uh, and I'm allowed to just be a dad and, and be a coach uh, and, and carpool and you know, go to my daughter's dance recitals and, 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 just, and, and I love it. And uh, it's 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 been an amazing transition for me and my family, and and uh, and we're having a blast there. Can you be a cool dad? Because most kids just think their parents are uncool, no matter how cool they really are. Well, my kids right now are at that wonderful age where they still think mommy and daddy are the coolest on the planet. <laughs> um, and now, now I know from from my oldest that that changes, um, and so we'll see. Uh, you know, it's it's different with every child, but. Right now, Milan and, and Daniel and baby Anthony uh, just, uh, you know, think their mom and dad are, are awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, that can change, you know, during the teenage years. Before I let you go, I have to bring up sports because I know you're a big sports guy and I'm sitting here in Boston. So yeah. do we need to go punch counter punch here or? <laughs> no, not at all, man. One of the greatest experiences I ever had uh, was uh getting the honor of, of singing God Bless America uh, when the Red Sox uh, were playing the Cardinals uh, and they they hadn't won a championship in, I, I don't remember the exact number, 80-something years. Um, and, and I got to, to be at that game and, and uh, they won their first World Series in God knows how many years. And You were uh, there the night the Sox broke the curse of the Bambino? I, I believe it was that night, yeah. I believe so. Don't don't quote me. I, I'm, my memory may not be serving me well, but I believe it was that night. Yeah. Oh. And if it wasn't that night, it was you know it was the next game. But I I, I got to be a part of of that World Series, and uh, man, it was a, it was amazing uh, to uh, to experience and be a part of that that championship series changed the lives of generations of Red Sox fans and the wave we're still riding it as you well know as a Dodgers fan oh absolutely man you guys you guys uh, are an amazing sports city uh, amazing town uh, and you know the envy of, of, of other sports cities uh, across the country um, you know what what history what a legacy, um, and, you know, it, it's just amazing to watch. Even if you're a fan of a, another team, you can't help but have respect um, and, and, and see the passion uh, of the city of Boston. Uh, and so it's, it's amazing what's going on there. It's the upside-down world, like in Stranger Things. Like, we went from being the butt of every sports joke to being hated because we win too much. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the same thing happens with me. When you look back at some of the crazy 
off the wall headline making things that you were a part of. Do you just sit back and go, what the hell? I mean, it is a true rock and roll story from beginning to end. You know, I, I was I was at a station last night and we were talking about about this and and imagine if there was social media uh, in the seventies and eighties and and early and nineties. Uh, my story would have been like, up, oh, it's just another one. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it wouldn't even have been it wouldn't even have made headlines probably because the media would have been tired of it. Um, so. You know, I, I look back, man, and, and, you know, it is what it is. Of course, I, 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 I wish, you know, certain things uh, and a lot of things, you know, didn't play out and didn't happen publicly. Of course, I wouldn't be human if I didn't. Uh, but I've gotten to a place of peace in my life. And, and you know, I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. Uh, and I live with no regrets. Um, and, and I'm here today. And so many things in my life um, would be different had I not gone through the things that I've gone through. So I've embraced it, uh, and I take those experiences uh, and those struggles and, and those dark days, and, and I've created a purpose within it. Uh, and I use those experiences and, and how I've gotten to the other side of it um, to try to help others who are going through the same things. And, and so when you have a purpose uh, for your pain, uh, you know, it puts a new, a new spin on it and the way you view it and the way you can accept it and move forward in your life. You sound like me talking about my jerk ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, next next Friday, you're going to be here in Boston. You're playing an iconic theater in the city at the Wilbur. And I would love to come and see you so we can sit down and kind of rehash some of the good old days. Because AAF's 50th anniversary as a rock station is next year. Oh, awesome. That is so awesome. You guys have, have I mean, been an integral part. Uh, of my career, and I wouldn't even, um, you know, be in this business uh, if it wasn't for AAF. Uh, and so well, I love you guys and would love that. All right. Well, then I'm going to take you up on it next Friday. We got a date, Scott Stapp. All right. Let's do it. Thank you so much for calling. And seriously, it is so good to hear you doing so well. Uh, thank you so much. So I many people don't make it to the other side of that journey, unfortunately. And, you know, it's good to see somebody that has. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. And thank you guys for supporting the new record. We'll see you next week, Scott. Uh, all right. See you have soon. a great have a great time at uh, up in Salisbury. And you need to go over and get beach pizza <laughs> with extra cheese. Uh, we'll do it. I'll have to do it after the show. No all right. Before, no cheese before the show. <laughs> Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Thanks, honey. All right. Bye. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.